ション。<笑>
um, I want to save a sufficient amount of money so that by the time I retire or uh, or before that say by an X number of years right mm -hmm. I have the financial freedom to do the things which makes me happy and to take up and follow a direction uh, which I'm genu genuinely cu curious about right. mm -hmm. yeah That's so not let money be an issue right? yeah <laughs> yeah so Namgi Hi, um, <laughs> I'm Namgi Chodin and I'm currently a civil servant. I like to think of myself as a jack of many trades because I have many interests. Um, I'm currently learning how to sketch badly, speak French badly, <laughs> and code very, very badly. <laughs> and um, my flaws, I'm perfect. <laughs> okay, but on a more serious note, um, I I'm a total aspirational spender <coughs> and I'm sure many of you listening haven't heard of what aspirational spending is but basically it's um, that there is an ideal person in my head um, who I want to be but um, I'm not really putting in the work to acquire the actual skills hmm. to be that person but in a weird twisted way I think that if I buy something um, I can buy my way into being that person. So for example, um, I buy a lot of books that I think I will read, but every time I look at my book stack, I'm so shocked because I have books that I bought way back <coughs> in high school yeah. and I still haven't read it. Mm. And it's not just books, but can be anything, you know, like can be shopping for clothes or online classes, which are really insidious because I've like signed up for a hundred of them. <laughs> Ambitious. And <laughs> I would like to become a disciplined saver. I think that would be what I'd like to achieve at the end of this journey together. Because mm -hmm. um, it's discouraging to see the small number sometimes. But I think as if I can cultivate the discipline, then I would be able to save a little bit more in the future when hopefully I'm earning more as well. Hmm. I think... Uh, all of us have you know something in common like we want to save yeah. and we want to create money yeah. right? right we want to know more about <coughs> money yeah. so this is what we are trying to do with this podcast like because i think as a generation we have basically forgotten to live below our means that's one issue that i feel mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um but i'd also like to i think Hopefully we can cover this in the podcast, but somehow it's not just um, your fault, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's also a lot of um, structural and external issues that True. make it harder, especially for this generation to save. And like you always hear um, in our parents' time, they could buy a land and a house. Yeah. And for most of us, like millennials, this is such a big dream. Yeah. And I think I would want to explore a little bit more about these structural mm -hmm. barriers yeah. and how we can overcome them. True. Yeah, talking about structural barriers, you know, like not exactly structural barriers, but like we could talk about how growing up as a kid we had these misconceptions about right. money and stuff. Mm. So, <coughs> tell me, you want to start? Yeah. So I was born and was for the initial phase of my life. I was brought up in Finsling. Uh, so, as all of you know, Finsling is the commercial hub of yeah. Bhutan, right? And uh, because of that, I have been exposed to money, trade and commerce uh, from a very early age. And in fact, my Age, mm -hmm. uh, also known as grandfather, <laughs> uh, he used to run a grocery store in his village and he used to visit Finsling quite often. Um, whenever he came down, he used to carry this big 
black bag and my parents they used mm-hmm. to quietly take that to chushom yeah the altar so, place yes yeah. that's the altar room and they used to close the door and once i peeped through the keyhole and saw that there was money inside that bag and that they were counting it secretly mm-hmm. so that's when i realized that matters which re- which are related to money mm-hmm. were dealt very secretly and in a hush hush manner mm-hmm. yeah so you know something which is only discussed amongst uh, the adults mm-hmm. and in my case the talk was even separated within the family members right mm-hmm. yeah so it's funny because money is literally the one subject that affects every single aspect of our lives mm-hmm. and yet somehow we never want to talk about it yeah, yeah know, it's a like very touchy topic yeah, yeah. Right. sometimes it's very emotional as well like mm-hmm. in some you know households like it it gets difficult like money it, people say money can't like money can't buy happiness but That's a lie. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lie. Yeah. But I mean, there are studies where after a certain yeah. amount of money, money like yeah. it doesn't. But but t- in order to get to that right. extent, like <laughs> you need podcasts like this to help you <laughs> grow that money. Yeah, and also I clearly remember like back then, you know, um, there was a misconception. I had a misconception about money. So when uh, coins were in circulation, um, I used to collect them and used to treasure them when my parents, you know, left them. in different parts of my house yeah. so and for the most part of my childhood uh, i was in delusion that coins were more valuable than notes like we always associate mm. uh, weight with value yeah, yeah, right yeah. Mm. so practically you know coins were heavier so i thought like coins were more valuable than notes so i think that's a fault of our society of because uh maybe if we were trained as kids you know to talk or even like think about money then mm-hmm. this sc- scenario would have been a lot different yeah. right we make it awkward to talk about it with friends mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. even get shunned away by our family in money yeah. matters and that is probably you know and also that is probably the last thing that schools wants to you know teach our kids these days but i cannot fully put this on the society you know even i used to hate it when i when it, to talk about money you know mm-hmm. when it comes to it and but i'm glad that uh, we are opening up and we are creating exactly. a space for for this through our podcast yeah right yeah so my money story um even though i grew up in a single parent household i don't think i ever felt like i was deprived or that we didn't have enough so when i look back i feel very privileged in mm-hmm. that sense mm-hmm. but um it doesn't mean that um how my family talked about and viewed money um left me uninfluenced mm-hmm. so a very vivid story i remember is um this time when my mom uh promised that she would give me a monthly pocket money mm-hmm. and i was really <laughs> excited about that and um so she kind of did that for a couple of months yeah. and i still call her out <laughs> on this to this day but like she just stopped giving it after a while like i think she <laughs> forgot <Yeah. laughs> and and she didn't realize i was so beholden to the promise and um i believe what that did 
um, to me was that it really made me have this sense of um, uncertainty regarding money. Mm -hmm. So then I started to look at money as something that came sometimes and didn't come sometimes. Um, yeah. So it was very unreliable. Mm -hmm. And that gave me a YOLO mentality, which is like, I have it today, I may not have it tomorrow, so might as well blow yeah. everything when mm -hmm. I have it. And even now, um, I know that it's important for me to budget and save and be careful and delay gratification. But, you know, it's the G.I. Joe fallacy. Yeah. Just because I have the information, it doesn't mean that I'll necessarily um, act in accordance to that. And um, somehow I feel like there's always this disconnect that I'm trying to um, bridge. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Um, if I talk about my money misconception, it's it's not exactly a misconception. I mean, when I was younger, my parents uh, used to give me and my siblings uh, this cute little key piggy banks called as kantur. Yeah. So they used to ask us to save money, but never told us why. Yeah. We were just forced to keep our money there, but we never knew what's the benefit of doing mm -hmm. that. Uh, so to really think about it now, I think because. Uh, we were forced to do that mm. so we never really thought about why should we do it and mm. all that and so now that I'm an adult uh, it's ironically had made me like rebel against whatever they taught me like mm. you know like you should save mm. but because I didn't know why we should yeah. and now that I'm an adult and I'm, I'm figuring out why I should have mm. should be saving you know so it's like kind of like you know uh, somebody asking us to do something but then yeah. Not telling us why has yeah. made us like right. not do it anymore. Yeah, I think it's also on us. Like <laughs> we were not really curious as kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we should have questioned it. Yeah, yeah. that's also so. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, before I delve into my story, um, I just have a question for the general audiences to all of you guys. You know, what really happened to the to coins in Bhutan? Like, did the government actually stop <laughs> circulating it? Like somehow it. Yeah. Like before I realized it has disappeared and yeah. now I don't see right. any coins anymore. Right. right? So if you have the answer, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please leave them down in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and yeah, we'll get back to you on the next ep uh, episode. Yes, yeah. you leave your <laughs> comments down below. Yeah. But I do want to say, apparently in the US, there's a huge group of people who are against... Um, minting pennies because yeah. apparently it costs more to produce oh. the pennies so oh yeah ridiculous. so apparently um i heard like um to print one, one neutron note yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it costs you four, four neutrons oh, yeah yeah <laughs> so that's why the neutron one note doesn't really circulate too much in our economy yeah. no. we usually go with the bigger notes yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know <coughs> makes sense so yeah but um like just digressing a little bit mm -hmm. right but uh, like Bhutan, in my experience, like I've seen, like Bhutan is one of those countries that doesn't really use coins. Like a lot yeah. of the countries that I yeah. travel mm. to, like every country uses coins. Yeah, and right. we've somehow stopped using coins, but also the one Yiltrum note, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let me get to my story. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long diversion. But um, so, yeah, growing up, I mean, I think it's a common practice in Bhutanese society. Like whenever your parents not parents I'm sorry but whenever your cousins or like older relatives visit yeah. you they always give you money right yeah <laughs> that's one one thing that you expect Expected, like it's yeah. expected if they don't give you money then you kind of like have this <laughs> I don't know this you're divide not family yeah, <laughs> exactly so 
my cousins used to come home and they would give me money and um as a kid i would used to give it to my parents right for them to save it for mm-hmm. me like not for them to use it like i know it sounds selfish but as a kid like that's the only means of getting money mm-hmm. so i asked my parents to save it and then <laughs> i realized that when i asked them asked for the money back they didn't have the money <laughs> Which ultimately broke my heart, you know, like <laughs> there's all this money piled up, you gave it to yes. them and then they spent it you on your behalf <laughs> and you never knew about it. So after knowing that, I think I, st- I, s- I started hiding my money. But um, mm. but my memory, like it, it's always been an issue, like I have really bad memory. So I would hide it in different places mm. and eventually <laughs> I would forget where I hid them. And in that oh, way, no. I've, I've, I've lost sim- a lot of money. The siblings like, are really rich. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. Either they took it or my parents took it. Or it's still lying. Like like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, that story also, like, shows the flaws in our society, mm. you know? Like, as yeah. a kid, like, you don't really save it properly. You hide them. Yeah. Mm. And, like, going back to Palmo's story, like, it's very secretive when it comes yeah, to yeah. money. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, a lot of our... A lot of our stories show like our misconceptions and our like flaws with money, right? Yeah. And I think that's exactly why this podcast is needed, especially at a time like this with COVID nineteen and the yeah. country having such a difficult time with finances and stuff. So, originate from what we experienced when we were young, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and how we're still ignoring about many aspects of money, like getting good with money, learning how it works to empower ourselves to achieve our goals like buying that dream house that we've always dreamed of or like funding could be as simple as funding your grandkids college or saving for a big medical treatment we'll be covering topics on how to make money as a young person in Bhutan how to get skilled market yourself create your own opportunities and look for funding but we will also be talking about why it's so hard to keep our hard-earned money Spoilers alert, it's your fault and sometimes it's not your fault. We will also talk about ways to protect and grow your money. And I think this is one issue, right? Like we, in in our Bhutanese society, I'm sure it's in other societies and in other countries as well, but we trust a lot of people with our money. Like it's very ironic, like sometimes we don't, but like at the same time we do trust a lot of people with money. That's why I think a lot of embezzlement <coughs> happens in the rural parts of Bhutan because people from the urban areas, they are extra smart. They go to these people and they are like, "Oh, we are go- we are going to double we are going to double your money if you give us your money." Right. Give me some of that money. <laughs> so back when I was working at my first job in Delhi, this was like six months before I had decided to return home. Um, I had realized that all my friends and my office colleagues they'd already saved up quite a lot and I was I had a okay I have no savings and I need to save now kind of a moment and I knew for a fact that if I had kept the money in my own account I just spent it so what I did was uh, my roommate and I we would keep our savings in each other's account and that's so weird because we would keep the same amount like I would put 20k in her account and she would put 20k in mine. Well, it's the same thing, right? The money is exactly the same amount. But like psychologically, um, in my head and in hers as well, we wouldn't touch our savings at all because we would think it wasn't ours. And often at times, like we would keep a tap on each other for our money or for our savings. 
And I guess this strategy kind of worked out. Like basically, we became a bank for each other. Transaction. <laughs> you still have to yeah. in your account. Yeah. You have to play mind tricks on yourself. <laughs> so, are you ready to join us on a journey of being more financially literate? Do any of you guys have a savings account? Yeah. Yeah. You mean like a recurring account? Yeah. Like what's a recurring account? Uh, so the recurring account is uh, where you always and every month deposit like a fixed amount, yeah. and then you're not able to use that money. Right. Yeah. Um, and I actually have um, two bank accounts because sometimes um, I need uh, money for emergencies and to be a little more liquid. Hmm. But recently, I also found out that you can use um, Mbob or MP and create a recurring account. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. 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 Wait, uh, so you said you have two accounts? Yeah. Recurring and what's the other one? Uh, no, I don't have a recurring account, but I have two accounts S in savings two account. banks. Like one account in... Oh my god. <laughs> so this is a savings account uh, where you, if you save a certain amount, uh, at the end of the year, you get interest. Yeah. So and, and then the interest is uh, <coughs> different from each bank. So join us every month and follow us at Shapers Temple on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for updates and suggestions.